social media. Um, and so it, it was equipped and acquired, but it really, I changed it to spiritual weapons and grounds. And your weapons are beyond this world. And, and kind of want us to be helped out with this. Um, if you're dealing uh, with anyone or anything and they have more, let's just use this, they have more hate than you do. Like they just got a, a bitter and a hatred that you're just like, I'm just not, I'm just not, that's not who I am. That's not the way I deal with this. And I'm going to, and you keep dealing in love. That's a higher weapon. Your love weapon is higher than the hate weapon or anger or frustration or bitterness or sadness weapon. Your weapon is greater. And, and that's why I wanted to change it because we got to fight with our spiritual weapons and not with the same weapons of the world, not with the same mind. Our, our, uh, our view of success and blessings is not the same view that the world has it. You know, because there are times that if, if it's pursued at all costs, someone could pursue wealth and lose their family. And God says, no, we pursue together. Right. All of that should come together. And that comes honoring God. And as Pastor Rita was saying in so many words, basically, Matthew 633, seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else will be added when we seek the kingdom first. And so that means whatever we may, whatever your needs are, rewrite them down for this last week for us to believe God with you and be in agreement over what you got written down. You, you're, 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 you're the weapons of these things. Let me, let me start. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination into every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And, and, and though we know this, there are times that the enemy wants to drag us into a fight or drag us into something that is a carnal fight. And if you're off your battleground, it's kind of like if you were in, and we didn't have gangs when we were growing up. Um, people were too poor and you know, they couldn't buy guns, they couldn't find guns. But it wasn't, gangs wasn't a big deal. But there were certain parts of the neighborhood you didn't go do stuff in. Okay? Let me say it that way, right? And there are certain parts that you just, uh, you know, you, you, I mean, there wasn't that you couldn't go in the neighborhood. Nobody shot you, but you didn't go over there and start trouble too far away from your neighborhood. A lot of times as believers, we get on grounds and we start trying to compete in areas that we are supposed to complete. And especially like dealing with our children or dealing with something like that, we start fighting on the same grounds they're fighting on. No, I, I don't have to keep up with, with anyone. And, and even like one of the kids asked me, have you ever thought about being a comedian? No, I haven't. I've never thought about being a comedian. I really think that's a hard thing to do to walk into a place and somebody expect you to make them laugh. Right? I think now if it happens by accident, which apparently seems to be doing when I'm not trying to be funny, apparently that's hilarious. 
And that's why they think I need to take that job on. I, I think when we lay that, and, and, and so as I said before, one of the leading things to d depression is fabricated expectations. When you have those expectations that, that just ain't going to ever be reached, and then your reality sets in and you're frustrated, then that leads to a form of depression. But that fabrication came up at the front. So my weapons are not of this world. I can't fight like that. I can't argue like that. I can't do that anymore. I can, let me say it this way, I choose not to. How about that? Because it pops up, and, and there, ain't, there ain't any of us in here haven't wanted to and probably have jumped on into that argument. How satisfying it seems to be able to go ahead and knock that trouble down. And God tells us to operate in a different way. Well, what he's talking about as well is not only when, when, when we keep our weapons high, when we keep the godly-like weapons, he also keeps us lifted up. But if I have to fight low, I have to go low, and I have to be low. Right? I have to become lower than what God has called me to be when I start operating in those ways. So we fight and win our battles in the spirit. They may win the words. They may be the, you know, parking lot. They may be the last one to cuss you out. They may be the last one, but in the spirit, you win. And we got to start learning. Let's, let's win spiritually more than physically. Right? Let's just win spiritually because then as we start to move spiritual, that's going to bring them up. And they're going to realize they can't get me with the stuff they used to get me with. Right? The absence of someone that you are believing to be here to serve God is a great, you're in right fighting position because you're calling them in spiritually, not just physically. Remember the Easter Christians or Christmas Christians. They showed up physically, but never spiritually. That's not what you're believing for. We're believing for a full spiritual showing and outpouring as people come and stay in the presence of God. All right? I, you know, I, I'm happy about that. I'm sure you are as the cooler stuff goes off of you, right? So this is great news because it doesn't matter how many people are with us or for us. It's just me against the world, God. It's like those little football teams. We all we got. We all we need. Well, you can say that about Jesus, too. He's all you got, but he's all you need. Right? I'm out of support. No one's supporting. Nobody's backing me. God is what you need. And, and, and even in the, in the uh, things when we were talking about uh, being mean, and we're talking about just uh, how, how uh, students can be even today, just how even the people that call themselves friends, what they, the names that they call each other as friends. I would not want to be their enemy. That's what you just called. You just called your friend that? That's, that's how y'all talk to each other? Why would I go to that person when I'm struggling? Why would I go to someone in, when I'm struggling when those are the words they use in friendship? So we come back and go like, okay, God, where should I be? Where should my mind be? My mind should be set on things above. And once I see and document all the fact of what they're doing and what they're not doing, still doesn't matter. I'm at above. 
right? Colossians 3, 2 says, set your affections on things above. I, my love, my compassion is toward the above message over my situation, especially when it comes to my family, especially when it comes to my job. Whatever it may be, it's got to be up high. It's, it's got to be higher than that. And so that, that is our part. That's the part of us to go. So, but knowing God is within us makes us victorious every time. Living our life through God is what makes us a constant weapon and threat to the evil in this world. And that, that's part of us, right? It's like we're a constant threat. We're a constant weapon. And, and here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the big piece of it, right? It says that casting down every even imagination, everything is also against the knowledge of Christ, right? But before that, it says it's we're, we're, our weapons are not carnival, mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. This is the part that is the major battle even in Christianity and all of us today. A stronghold, and I wrote it down. I want to make sure I did it. it, it strongholds means I have to put, these are things that must be put down because they represent something that is trusted more than God. That's what a stronghold is. An addict trusts the drugs more than God's freedom. Okay? That makes sense? Uh, a, a drunk, a you pick, pick, pick something. If you have an anger issue, you trust getting angry to satisfy you more than God. That's why you snap him back. You can trust sadness. You can trust whatever. And that's what makes it a stronghold. It's one thing to have an angry thought or get mad. That's one thing. But when it becomes the thing that your flavor of restoration or your flavor of how I'm going to feel good once I do it, that's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. So it says, it, it, so that's why it's talking about right with the weapons and warfare. It's just pulling down strongholds. I don't think like that anymore. Somebody cuts me off. I don't think like that anymore in traffic to chase them down and throw lemonade at them anymore. I don't. Because that's no longer, anger isn't my stronghold anymore. It once was. And anytime anger is someone's stronghold, it doesn't matter what it is. Once you get mad, it's like an unstoppable force. Okay? So that's just picking one. Pick, it, it can be whatever. But a stronghold is not just a thought. And once your mind has been taken, right, now you use weapons that are not necessary for fighting. Right? So a thought must be cast down, but a stronghold must be put down. A stronghold is a collection of thoughts that we keep daily. And then it activates. It's on ready. It's like, you know, it's like your detonator. And like sadness can be a detonator. Sadness can hit. I've watched people. I've seen people where they're like, I have no reason for being sad. I'm just sad. And if that goes on long enough, then it turns into a spirit. And then that turns into depression. One of the things we want to do is stay free. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That's our strength. That's where we come from. But I can't fight if I'm down. I can't fight if I'm down. I can't fight. I can't, listen, I can't even speak if I'm, if I'm worried about something. 
I can't stand up here and do this. And I'm pretty sure y'all are staring at me going like, why are you looking in the air? There are times where God is just giving information as I'm speaking. But if I've got worry fighting God, if I got the stronghold of what's going on around the house, I'm going to struggle to speak clearly to you of what God has called us to do. Same thing with you, whenever, whatever you're dealing with, same deal. Uh, what makes this way of thinking powerful is that people are not denying God's existence. And that's it. They say, well, at least I'm not denying God. And, and here's what a stronghold does. It, they are just not walking and knowing him better. Why? Well, you know, when you hear stuff like, well, at least I don't deny God. Yeah, but you are also saying you're not getting closer to him either. You're maintaining but there's a closer walk of knowing God that could happen. And a stronghold would keep us from that because you can't walk with someone you don't trust. My cousin, uh, he was just saying that people say, like, asked him, why does he have trust issues? He said, why, you have tr why do you struggle to keep your promises? He said, maybe I wouldn't have trust issues if you didn't break so many promises. Good. Go to God. God never breaks his promises. He keeps his. But, you know, when people kind of question someone who's, you know, making them earn it, so to speak, <laughs> they're like, well, why is that? Well, quit breaking promises. And I, I just was recently having, having thoughts about how my parents used to do. I don't know if y'all have parents like this or family members. They, you ask them to pick you up from somewhere. Now, we live two miles, three miles from my high school. My parents said, okay, we'll be there in a minute. Hour later. Hour later. I just start walking like, can't y'all just come pick like, like that? Like that scarred me so bad. They'll, my kids tell you, when I went to pick them up, I'd be there 20 minutes before the bell ring. Just sitting in the parking lot. I just didn't, it just used to anger me like, but I couldn't say nothing because I was little. Number one. And number two, like, did y'all have somewhere to go? Because I'd ask them, did y'all have somewhere to go? Did you? No. I said, I called y'all an hour ago. Like, it's after practice. I had to start walking home. Why y'all couldn't? Like, y'all ever go through that? Y'all got some relatives that drive crooked like that? Like, and you just want to go off on them, but they give you a ride. You don't want to mess that up. But why did it come so late? Why does that? I don't know. I was just thinking about it. I'm not going to call my parents. I'm not going to bring it up. But it, it left me with this thing, like, whenever, if I, you know, wherever my kids are, if they tell me a certain time they're getting out, I want to be there early now. Um, and maybe I'm talking to the folks that do it. Maybe y'all do it. I, I, I don't know if y'all just <laughs> looking like, that might be me. Just say you'll be there later. You know what I mean? That's just, just say it's going to be an hour. But they be like, oh, I'll be there. I'm on my way. Like, I got my shoes. I'm around the corner. From where? Houston? Like, where are you around the corner from? And I, I think when there's such a late delay mentality, we think God ain't going to show up either. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just was something I thought about. And, like, I would get so mad, but I knew I couldn't say nothing in that car and get beat up all the way home, you know, because that's when discipline was with weapons. Romans 10, 17 says this, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
It's because we've been breaking this one down, right? Faith comes by hearing, but then hearing comes by the word of God. How do I have faith? I need to be hearing the word of God. That's the only way faith is going to come. I can sit and say, well, I want to believe God for a new car. I can say that. But if I don't get in the word and find out what God wants to supply to my life and what I need to be believing for, I will not have faith in that. I'll have saying in it, but not faith in it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Once I hear it in the word, I can have faith in God for it. But to just say I got faith and never get in the word means that I've just got an act of just my mental capacity to understand I'm believing for something. But if I don't put any word to it, I'm not going to have faith for it. I would hear people say it all the time and I, um, that, that they would say, well, Pastor Rita just have, have a greater faith for that. Well, that's crazy talk. She just gotten in the word more. Right? She's got in the word more, and, and, and it's not that her faith is greater. She just got more word to back it up so she can have that faith. And, the, and, and because you got word in it, it keeps you from losing faith and what you're believing for. Because the Bible says he's given all of us the measure of faith. We've been given the same equal amount. It's like the little elementary kid. Mister, you got more muscles than I do. No, I don't. We got the same amount. I've just worked on mine for a bunch of years. And you too will develop yours, right? It's a development thing. What, am, what are you struggling to believe? Think about that. What are you struggling to keep that belief in? Like, and it pops up, you just start doubting, but you got to get back. Put more word on it, right? I wrote this little rhyme. Faith is healthy when God's word is wealthy in us. My faith is healthy when the word of God is wealthy in us. It's, it's Colossians 3.16. It says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. So I, I got more faith on it when I have more word in it. And that way I can apply the word. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How do I hear this? I have to rotate and say these things. I speak over our church that we're blessed and we're going to do great things for the kingdom of heaven. That God is filling us and God is driving us. Our children, our sons and daughters will dream dreams and they're going to tell the world about Jesus. And we too shall grow in God and, and grow in peace. Those are verses that I just continually say over us. No good thing that he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I cannot have faith if I don't have the word in me. Because there's nothing to have faith with. Without the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I used to think, yeah, I just hear it over and over again. No, I have to hear it and put it in me. And that's where the faith comes from. Why, why do we believe in healing? What's the verse we say around here all the time? By his stripes, we are healed, right? That's our verse, right? <laughs> if you got dealing with a job or a boss or family member, right? We know our, our friends is God's way of apologizing for our family. You, you've given those compassions over to God. How do we see our kids? They've been trained up in the way that they should go. Not, I'm not going to depart from it. So let's say they go and do something that's opposite of what you've 
what you've been believing for. Well, you don't go to what they've been doing. You go to what the word says. They will not depart from this. And they will be brought in. It's, it's part of our believing. I tell my family, as for me, my, I have the promise of my family down to a thousand generations. Everyone will respond appropriately to my children or my grandchildren. No matter what it is, no matter where they are, they will be responded to. And that's what gives us faith. That's what keeps us going. That's what keeps us coming back. As I was jogging this morning, thanking God for no wind. The wind, listen, the wind, just like that ride situation, the wind, I have to fight depression. Now, I don't even know what depression is like. But I have to fight. I don't want to go outside. I don't even want to look at. I don't even want to see leaves blowing. I just don't like the one because that's what I grew up in. And when you're little, and I was little, uh, little like little, and my bike, because, you know, when you're little, you have to. And when that wind blew, I couldn't ride one direction. I used to have to walk it because the wind would stop me. Don't like it. But if I allow that to rob me of my day, that means I'm not trusting God that this is the day the Lord has made. I will, I shall rejoice and be glad in it. So yesterday I got out and walked in it, hung out in it, mm-hmm. forgot stuff at the grocery store, had to go back four times in it. Because if you're going to let something Become a stronghold and not trust God to help your day. You're going to let this keep you inside? And I'm like, I'm not, I don't do naps, Ashlyn. I can't. I can't. I, maybe someday I'll learn to just nap. Maybe that's how people do it, right? Is that, is that, you can just lay down? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I tried yesterday, so the whole kitchen's clean, had the hummus and all the juice made by 8 o'clock. It was up here at the church. It's been here chilling for hours. Didn't work out for me. But I, what God was saying, you have allowed this to become a stronghold and to the point of you don't even want to go outside. You don't even, you're not even happy that you're breathing because of the wind. Just, and that's something simple, right? That's something simple. What is it that keeps you from functioning? What is it that keeps you from functioning? Because as we were talking and, and the two little girls that had raised, that wrote the grant for me to come there, they were talking because they had to introduce me in front of all their classmates. And they introduced the speaker and they were like, we're getting nervous, we're getting nervous. And after I was listening to them, I was like, I'm getting nervous. Why am I listening to this? <laughs> they 15, I'm 54, why am I? And they're like, ooh, and they were shaking. And I was like, all you gotta do is just read this part. But they were so nervous to where it was making me nervous. I'm like, well, do I know what to say? And one time I asked them, I was like, stop. You know what you're doing. Don't act like your surroundings. It wasn't, and I told them, we're gonna all do this together. Y'all want me to go out there with you while you introduce me? And they were like, I oh, know, I think we're going to get it. You know? And I think it sometimes whoever we hang around with, what we spend time with, we'll begin to act like. That's why Pastor Rita was saying, like, make sure you put your stuff first. What did she say? First, most, 
and, and all God or something like that. Somewhere. I'd be listening to her. So you got to feel your gut. You ever been told, go with your gut? Go with your gut. But, but your gut, if it doesn't have any of God's word in it, your gut is going to go with the surroundings. So you want to go with your gut. What does your gut say? What does it tell you to do? There's sometimes your gut has told you to make a turn or go a different direction. Come to find out that other way was blocked off or something. Just something simple like that. Learning to hear God's voice in the most simplest way. I speak that over my children, that they'll know the voice of the good shepherd, John 10, 4, and the voice of another they will not listen to. They will not listen to the voices of peer pressure. They will not listen to the voices of that God is not real. They will not listen to the voices of faith is not real. They will not hear those things. They'll hear the voice of God. Speak that over them all the time. So it's that part of it. It's like I got to be wealthy in the word so my faith is healthy in what I'm believing for. I do not want my faith to get sick. I've met people who've got sick faith. So when the answer is available, anxiety, fear, and doubt can't overwhelm us in times of trouble. Faith cannot operate without the word, right? And we got, when we got born again, we had faith in who? Jesus. Let me say it for you. And John 1, 1 tells us who Jesus is, right? In the beginning was the word and the word is with God and the word was God. So I had to have faith in Jesus to be saved. I need to have faith in his word in order to walk by faith. And I need to have his word in me so I can have it to be believed in. Get the Spotify to get that repeated. We will be as armed as the word of God is at hand. You are not out of answers. 66 books in the Bible. You're not out of answers. You got them. They're right there. Okay, here's my favorite thing. that I, John chapter 20, verse 19 through 21. This is after Jesus had died and he had resurrected. Then the same day of, at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hand and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. So uh, they're, in a, they're in their hiding. Doors locked. Jesus appeared. He had to tell them to be at peace because he never opened the door. He came through a locked door without opening it. Listen, I was so, once I read this and I, I, freaked out. And I've seen this a bunch of times. But when Jesus came through the locked door, I just kept saying it. There, no matter how locked out of the situation you look, Jesus can come through that. No matter how much it looks like your kid has locked you out mentally and emotionally, Jesus is going to walk through the door, stand there, and it's going to have to be peace, be still, because we know we locked that. God, maybe you've locked God out of your, or out of certain areas of your life, and you said, I'm just not going to be up like he's coming through the door 
whether it's been welcomed or asked, he's coming through. And I thought, oh my gosh, God, help me. Whatever I've got locked, whatever I've shut you out, if you've tried to help me to grow something during this time and I've locked the door, come through in the midst, I thought, man, what a powerful thing that no matter what it is, he entered in anyway. And then here it even got better, even got better because this didn't hit me till last night, that he showed him, he, he didn't show him the glorious gown. He showed him what? His scars. Quit complaining about what you had to go through and what left a mark on you. Show that as a testimony for belief to happen. I mean, like, I would have showed him the white robe on the horse, the sword. Now, let me show you my scars. Let me show you my hurts. That's our weapons are different. Our weapons are different. Like what you go through may be a testimony for others to get through. And he showed him that. I thought that was like he came. He's just, so, so people have locked you out emotionally, locked you out. They, they want to keep the hate. Maybe they want to keep fire. And you just say, no, no, no. God is going to appear through that locked door. You said you're going to hate me forever. I'm not going to, you know. I'm, I'm not going to even let that happen. I'm going to say, God, just like you did in John 20, 19 through 21 for the disciples, go through the door that they got slammed shut. And in hiding, Jesus displayed this power. I thought just so amazing because Jesus says, I am the door in Revelation. So there isn't something, anything that they can close that God can't make himself to enter in. As he appeared through that closed door, so, so can we believe he will appear through our impossible situation. We have to stop wrestling with our surroundings and what they're speaking against our faith. Start knowing God is bigger and in control of what will happen in our life. So think about that. What door is shut? Who's not listening to you? Who's, not, who, who's against you? physically because they can't do anything about you spiritually and just start speaking that word god walk through the door of their heart walk through the door of their heart remind them i mean no harm remind, you know just man bring that ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 through 12 says finally my brethren be strong in the lord and the power of his might but um not but Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Know what you're up against. Okay? That person that may be acting that way, there's a spirit that's driving that. Right, we were talking about that in the hallway, right there about the people who who uh, <laughs> James made a great point. Folks with Tourette's, they don't have it for anything other than cussing. Why is it only profanity? Why can't be Tourette's be a hallelujah thing? But the only outburst they have is negative or profanity, so that makes it a disease. So if I got Tourette's, I can only have it one way. But I'll be having these outbursts about God in public. Maybe. 
In other words, there's something that drives people be, that's beyond. James was saying it. He, I think it's demonically motivated. He was saying it. Y'all could get with James. James gets excited. I mean, Grace and I kind of like stare. James, listen. Do <laughs> you remember? You remember him saying, "Listen, <laughs> this demonic." <laughs> it's like we're not disagreeing with you. We're just. <laughs> but it was funny because he was waving his, you know, Puerto Rican hands at me. I was like, "Here it is." And one of the things that we have to understand is that you're not wrestling with their opinion about you. It is the spirit behind that that you're calling down. Why? I mean, it just shocked me when I found out there are people that might hate me. It's shocking. How? Look, look at me. How could you hate me? Fortunately, I can get on your nerves if I need to. So we, we, we are, we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. So do not go attack that person, attack that thing driving the person. Uh, Satan will do everything he can to take us out of place in our knowledge of who Jesus is in our life. So what, again, when we go back to what I was talking about, a stronghold, a stronghold also attacks your knowledge of who God is. So stronghold says... Okay, I'm greater than God, so therefore, God is not your joy or your source. It attacks knowledge, attacks information. That's why at times it may be a struggle for all of us, me included, to read our Bible or to listen to a It's a struggle. I'm, I'm with you. To have to sit down, I have to force it. Do it. And I called myself yesterday, same thing. I was like, it's windy. Force it. You walk out there in it, and, and you just walk through it. And so we'll be able to do it. Okay, Acts 26, 15 through 18. It says, and I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both to these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. All right, so, so this is talking about Saul, who ultimately became the Apostle Paul. On a Damascus road, he ran into Jesus. He was stricken, became blind, and then Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Paul, a Saul? And then he was telling him, here's what I'm going to make of you. And here's the beautiful part of like when Jesus said our weapons are not carnal. Paul used to, uh, Saul, when he was Saul, he used to hold the cults of the men that were stoning Christians. You know, I guess so they could get loosened up. The robe was tying them up. They need to get loose to throw rocks and kill them with. But he would hold their coats while they stoned Christians. Now God was turning him around and using a weapon completely different. He didn't use the stones that he supported in beating others. He used the voice of God to bring him to a place of knowledge that he'd end up writing two-thirds of the New Testament. 
And what I mean is understanding it doesn't matter how much they are into something else, the folks that you're believing God for, God has a way to bring them all the way out and bring them all the way free. So the greatest door of all that Jesus walked through in our life was salvation. And he brought us from darkness to light. And that's what our greatest deal, amen? Amen, I want you guys to bow your heads. Ashlyn, I need you to do me a huge favor. Go find Jaira, whatever his mother got him doing.